0: Welcome to season five of Vitamins for Breakfast Quarantine Edition. I had big plans for the season, but then life happened and I felt as if a wrench was thrown in my plan. But this time has taught me the importance of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. In efforts to reinvent my plans, I ended up creating one of the most inspiring seasons where I feature six amazing men and women all my guests openly discuss their individual experiences in this country, along with their journeys to social, physical, mental, and emotional elevation. It's time we change the soundtrack that's been written for our lives, as we are more than what they categorize us to be, and this season will solidify that. So let's get some vitamins for the soul with this episode of Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's find out who today's guest is. Today's guest is a creative soul. That has a natural ability to make others laugh, all the while tackling real-life conversations. I met him during an acting gig, and I'll be honest, when I first saw him, I thought he was this arrogant dude who's like a model and has zero time for people below him. But I was wrong. He is such an inviting and genuine person who is invested both in himself and his endeavors. Today, I bring you Brandon. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you?
1: Thank you, thank you. That was a touch of introduction. You know, I
0: try. (laughs) Thank you for being here. How are you? How's quarantine treating you?
1: I'm good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I thought about that. So I'm like, all right, before I even do this, should I chop this up? And I'm like, nah, give them the real. This is what yeah. I'm really looking <laughs> like. So I ain't Who had a knew? haircut in three months. So <laughs> yo, no shape up, no retwist in three months. Yo, not to even go deep into this, but this is the yeah. first time, and I thought about it. This is why I just went with it. This is the first time in my life that I have went yeah. this long without a shape up since I could be, since 12. I've been having shape ups since 12. So I've never, what? I mean by a barber, like at least, I Let. probably went a month before, but I've never done yeah. like three, four months. So yeah. I'm actually looking at my natural beard. This is what it looks like. My natural hairline. you, you is like, you becoming acquainted
0: with like who you are naturally, yeah. right? <laughs> it's been
1: very, it goes with the introspection. I'm getting in touch with my yeah. natural self. You know what I mean?
0: feel you. So kinda of going into a little bit to that, you said the introspectiveness, you're kinda of having time to kinda of look a little bit within. Yeah. Like what have you been noticing about yourself now that you have so much time? Like you're not working, well you know like, if you're not working, you're not working. Yeah. You don't have this same like this social structure like we had it. Like yeah. what are you what are you realizing now about yourself?
1: Um, a lot. Like you said, I'm not working, I'm not partying. I'm really just having a lot of family time. Um, yeah. I've noticed a lot of good and bad. It's crazy. A lot of the stuff I noticed, too, is, like, my procrastination. Mm. And I didn't... I knew I had it before, but it's different when you have it, like, <laughs> oh, I gotta run to work. You, or I you gotta made it go sound party, like an
0: illness. It. Yeah,
1: no, it's different because it's like, before, you're like, yeah. oh, I have to hit this part. Oh, I gotta... But now it's like, yeah. I don't have to do- I'm still procrast- I'm like, wow, i still procrastinate with nothing on the schedule. <laughs> that kind of shock- shocked me a little bit. That kind of put... I was like, I can't I hear, believe... I hear you. I have nothing in the way. Nothing. I have zero. Like, I should come out with body. <laughs> I should come... And I'm like, I'm still procrastinating. So, that probably shocked me the most out of everything, to yeah. be honest. So,
0: you were like, damn, I have to work on these things about myself that I'm still slacking it, it, on when I have no excuse to be slacking on
1: No it. excuse at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, what have you been doing to work on your procrastination? What
1: have you been doing? I, you know what it is? I try to set up like bullet points. So, like, I guess like a, a rich, like, a, not a schedule, because I don't do well with schedules, but I try to have like yeah. a list of goals to accomplish. So, when I wake up, I'm like, all right, let me at least tackle this before the sun sets. And I have like right, a little right. list. I try to be like, all right. So, even when I'm sitting chilling, I'm like, oh, let me pull out my list and see. Right, so I got some kind of, I guess that is a form of regimen or something. It is, rhythm. It I is. try to form some kind of rhythm.
0: Right, because I think we're so used to having a rhythm before this happened that I think all of us are like, what the fuck do we do now?
1: Yeah, like, what's life? What's life? Like, what is
0: life? Yeah. And, and when does
1: it, it return? Return?
0: <laughs> I know, but it's not going to return. Like, well, the ah. norm is not going to return at all like what it's do you think about crazy. when you think about after this is over like what do you what do you see like what what do you think life will look like just in general it doesn't necessarily just have to be you
1: after this whole thing everything put together what does mm-hmm. it look like I feel like all right in, in two years i feel like for this country i do feel like well i feel like white i gotta take it here but i feel like white supremacy will still of course be in control and be dominant force but i do mm-hmm. feel like there will be bills and laws that are in place to kind of promote maybe a little more integrated systems and, you know, mm-hmm. structure in, in terms of companies, organizations. So I think we will see yeah. a little more diversity because of all of this. In terms of the yeah. pandemic stuff, I think a lot of things are going to change. Um, I think going to be, be temp- with hand
0: sanitizer
1: every day. <laughs> For real, I think there's going to yeah. be temperature everywhere, no matter yeah. where you... I feel like there's always going to be a temperature scan so mm-hmm. that's something that you could just scan as soon as you walk in the doorway will probably scan you so
0: I like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I we have no break yo we have no break we're going to be fucking yes. monitored everywhere
1: yeah true true so like you said I just, like the monitoring of it is going to be crazy in the future and yeah. in, terms of, in terms of like racial stuff i do feel like it's going to be like certain laws and bills like because we're not letting up we we yeah. like oh, it no. It's different. It's different this know.
0: time. It's different this it's time different. for sure. You can tell yeah. that it's different. Like people are it's not different. letting up. Usually this would have. Right now this would have been last week's paper. We would yeah, not. Exactly. We are still talking about this to this day. Like people that- are not letting up. And I forgot what I saw. I think I saw something in the news that apparently now like they're allowing us to see like regular people like police reports like or like their their track record uh, like uh, what type we of we got
1: transparency we got transparency yeah
0: yeah they're trying to work on that but there's so many loopholes in that that they do they make it like a system that not everyone can access it's just like they give you a little bit but they don't give you all that you really need yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. like I, it's like I the fake think. liberation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like, yeah, you're free, but you're not. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I get it. So I do, I, I, ha- I have noticed that also. I feel like they are giving a little bit. I do think they're going to put things in place that are going to benefit the overall picture. But I feel like yeah. literally it is just like stepping stones right now. I think it's Step like, it's, it's, it's important. Step it's so important. It's going to make a change. In the long run, but I'm ho- I am hope I'm alive run. to see it.
1: Word, and word.
0: <laughs> I want to be able to be like, yo, we fought for that. Like, you know, so yeah, I definitely, uh, let's see how that goes. But let's talk, let's focus a little bit in on you before we get into the grand scheme of everything that's happening. Yes. Um, have you always been this funny, creative person? Is that just you? Like, you were always like the family one, like the funny one of your family. Like, like what, what was this? Like, because you were born oh. this way.
1: Yeah, I would say I was born like this. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Um, my, <laughs> my older brother is also an entertainer, but you know yeah. what's weird? I have, you know, I'm a layered person. So I have layers to me. Like you said, you saw the one side yeah. where you like, yo, yeah. it's, I can't take him. So I'm layered, so <laughs> if you come in the family, I'm also a thinker. So it's crazy. There's yeah. A lot of times I sit for like hours and may not even say anything. Cause in my head, I'm like going over stuff.
0: So yeah. even
1: if I am going over comedy, so there's so many different aspects of me, really. But I also think that makes for. I think if you're in a, t- a period at any level, you gotta have like a lot of a, a lot of layers, a lot of different sides to you. So yeah, but I do for like since. But I used to put on variety shows for my mom when I was like four years old, and make my little brother play. Like I give him role and everything. So I oh, feel like that's it's so fun! Good. Yeah. we used to watch The Living Color, and then after that, I would just put on my own variety show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, so it's been like your entire life. You just were always kind of into.
1: The, the arts, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? I've always been into the arts, but honestly, I guess just growing up more so in typical Black American culture, family, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. really pursue it. Like, I was into it yeah. as a hobby, but I didn't yeah. try to pursue it because it didn't feel realistic as a career. Even as a kid, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a play play. And even yeah. as I got old, it wasn't until so I got, I'm old, old now, so. Yeah, shut me- up! You got one gray hair, you
0: think
1: you old, got you know I got mean? one
0: gray hair. You think you old, old, I shut, gray- <laughs> you you old, old. shut up.
1: <laughs> you, up I, you know, for most minorities, it takes us, most people of color, it takes us yeah. a while to try to pursue anything that's not mm-hmm. just get a job, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. How
1: it has progressed to get a degree, then get a job, it's still kind of yeah. that same too. So it takes a while to even break out of that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm
0: that alone because it's like this limits. it's like this we have like this invisible limits that we feel like we can't cross these bounds because there's not really a much opportunity there and i think it has a lot yeah. to do with the fact that even me growing up with media i didn't really see myself represented anywhere so i thought well i don't belong there you know like yeah. if there's no representation of me there like if i'm growing up watching lizzie mcguire and like you know yeah. who do i have to look up that like yeah we had that so raven and stuff like that but it's just like who do we yeah. really look up to that is, like, we when you don't see yourself, like, in the masses, like, there's so many of you, then you're like, okay, this is, like, a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, yeah, I, really get, I got I got to get lucky that, to really get this opportunity. But don't you feel like at the end of the day, you still end up where you were kind of supposed to be? Because, like you said, you're older now, and now you're doing it. But it's, like, either way, you were going to end up there because you can't run away yeah. from, like,
1: yeah. your you purpose or your,
0: or your passion.
1: You got two options Like severe depression Or you gonna do What you supposed (laughs) to do (laughs) Those are your options In life (laughs) You
0: want suicide Or you wanna do Your passion It's really true (laughs) It really is You end up You end up there Regardless whether You like it or not And so When you felt like When you were kind of Taking that road Of just like all right, let me just Get a job Like how, were, how was that for you still? Like, were you trying to conform and like fit into it? Like, yo, I, I, I'm good, I work and like, I'll plan my life this way. Or you were like, nah, like, I don't see myself doing this. Like, what was the point that you were like, nah, I cannot do this anymore. I want to just pursue the arts.
1: Um, You know what? I, Cause like I said before, I'm a layered person. So there's actually still mm-hmm. jobs enjoyed, But yeah. at the end of the day, when you do something you enjoy long enough, that also brings you back to who you are or other elements that's in your core when you enjoy I had jobs in the past that i enjoyed i liked a lot of sales jobs but Mm -hmm. while you're doing once you do it long enough you're like wait that brings you to other things you enjoy so it's like you can't negate Mm -hmm. something else just because you're enjoying one thing you know what i mean you can't like put away one side of you just because you enjoy the other side so it has to be like a unison you know what i mean and then as i got older older i got more into like i made i did jobs that made a lot of money like money cash hanging out my ass But those (laughs) jobs, I hated. And the crazy thing is the jobs with the money is the ones that brought me to this because it's like, I literally like hated my life every day. I just had money. So that Mm kind of turned me into like, oh, you know what? You got to really do what's in your heart. So
0: Right, right. So how do you feel like, because you are saying spiritually, when it comes to this idea that like money, I don't know, for me spiritually, like when you think about money, you think about like this thing that it's like, all right, like I don't really feel this much value to money because money is a man-made thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, attach currency like my nah, mind to nah. that like it's more of like what am i doing this and it's rewarding right it's a tool to get you yeah, it's a tool further so it's like so you were kind of feeling probably spiritually like this is i have all this money coming out my ass but i don't even feel good like i don't feel rewarded by this
1: nah you do i'll admit and anyone that probably made like dope money at some point in life because i did that for a yeah. few years actually like two or three years at the beginning you do feel that instant gratification I'm not gonna hold you like you do feel like oh wow even if you just look at your bank account I remember that feeling of like oh I'm just you just feel like the man but it wears off it honestly honestly wears off like if you do it long enough like past a year or so you'll be like what am I doing I'm Literally, like selling out to just get this dough—it's not even worth it. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah like I
1: didn't have locks or nothing back then, so mm. like to be who you truly are, like it sucks, I noticed
0: you- Brandon when I sent yeah. you that email. There was a photo of you. So who the hell is that on that photo? It was like it was like, your hair i was screaming i was like did i send this to the wrong person and
1: no I was, no i was like that hit, that's his face though i
0: was like oh my god who is that you had no hair you look, so you look like a businessman like you were this is a business email i was like oh my god that's Yo, so let me
1: weird. tell you about so that picture i have to-
0: that's a headshot. that was a whole headshot.
1: i gotta take that picture down long story short because when anybody sees that they yes. did Frack. I mean, I had people with tears before because it doesn't represent no part of me. Long no! Story short, this is like at least five years ago, I'm not gonna name uh-huh. any names. I was with an agency, a commercial agency, and they wanted yeah. to market me a particular way. And it was real corny. So they made me take a bunch of like headshot pictures that were like OD, like super cornball cheesy. Yeah, so when yeah. people see it, wait, those pictures have no sauce in it. They think it's so funny. They're like, yo, <laughs> this is hilarious. Yo, change that. that. Style. Change
0: <laughs> that, You're, right? It's, it's like a whole different person. I was like, yo, it, what is this?
1: So you know, they
0: had you kind of set you up like... I I, we're brothers, thing. we're happy, and we're yeah. singing, and we're colored. And we're, colored, and we're and colored. I was watching, it was like on Netflix, but like Keith is in this movie. I forgot, no, it's on Hulu. And it's like, he, he works at a marketing agency and they were like, if you put on a white man's voice, you're going to make money. So he <laughs> that put was on him. a white man's voice. That was you in that photo. I was like, that is a white man's voice. Like, what, what the fuck is happening? I was like, who is this? And it's so crazy that we talk about like careers and how they change yeah. just because of the money. And it's like, here's a representation, a physical representation of Brandon going through that stage in his life i was like yo (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i sent it to the right person the wrong person like who is this (laughs) that is crazy let's let's talk about the birth of always funky styles because you Mm. have me screaming sometimes when you have these igtv (laughs) videos and he has a segment where he's like i got a story to tell and he comes in and the way you set it up is so good because you dragged that out for so long. Like, I got a story to tell. Like, you know, we all like, okay. And then you drop a, <laughs> you drop a bomb of like the Stop weirdest conversation. Problem. You'd be like, you ever bought a condom from a 99 cent store? I was like, what <laughs> are we talking about right now? And you're like, no, I'm serious. Like, this is a very serious conversation. Like, would you hmm. trust that? And I was like, yo, this is this. It's like a real conversation, but it's funny. How, where did this come up for you? How did, how was this born? always um style. how was
1: the segments born yes, I let's say, talk about the segments because me like you said it, it goes back to when i was young i feel like i was always a natural storyteller like i always just had stories to tell and i always like to yeah. listen to stories so yeah. i was just like yo let me just start writing let me just do my talk my shit so i was like right, all right, right let me just write down my stuff and my thoughts and my feelings and my rants and ratings and i mm. and that's just how and i'm like all right i'm gonna just start spitting some of the ways i feel
0: yeah yeah and oh, you just got into that you just got in you be saying the craziest things you were like you like comedians don't make you uh shit your guts anymore nah. like they're not funny like that no nah. more. Th- honestly i was like yo I, it's that's what i'm saying it's such a relatable you're having such a real relatable conversation like i was like that is so real but you make it so funny so it's like you you're the type of comedian where it's like i don't even know if you saw desha paul recently had a real conversation yeah, about yeah, what's I saw happening that and he has yeah. little moments where he's funny you know but you, it's like yo this is still a real conversation this is, like,
1: oh yeah yeah Yeah,
0: you're managing to make it a conscious conversation but it's still funny so I was just like yo this is this is this is magic like this is good we need this
1: we, we need, need yeah.
0: him to do more of this
1: oh uh, thank you thank you
0: and what do you think you reached that point where you felt comfortable kind of doing that? Because I think we all kind of want to put ourselves out there and we're kind of like, oh, like our mind tells us like, nah, you're not good at yeah. that. Like, what made and you finally reach that point?
1: No, it is because I think that we're just all, not, and it's whoever you are, just a person, we're all like groomed by society. And the mm-hmm. system has it, but you just... Work makes somebody else rich and dies. So when you take anything out of that like societal current and go upstream, yeah. it's always your natural reflex is always going to be to like deny it. So even yeah. like you said before the segments, of course I to so like nah, I can't put it out. I ain't even like I ain't got no shape. I can't. Put, but it does yeah. to the point where you just got to do it now. Um, so you can't yeah. hide any aspect of it. So that's when mm-hmm. it hit me like you're never gonna make it being a secret entertainer. Like yeah, forward, yeah, yeah, yeah what Uh, is
0: your what is your plans with your with your comedy and your creative stuff like what do you what do you want to see happen with that or like do you want to do stand up are you doing stand up All
1: right. so with that I've done stand up a couple times I like it my idea of just I know what it is I put myself in an entertainer bubble so the way I see it I feel like I specialize in comedy but I do enjoy other aspects of entertainment but my end goal like everybody obviously has some kind of end point to all of this they're not just Doing it always for fun. They have like a goal. I yeah. actually want my, personally, I want my own little variety show. So I want to do like mm-hmm. kind of a mixture. Like the end all in my head is like half variety, like a quick 15 minutes of just different little skits and stuff and different little segments. And then the yeah. other half, a quick 15 minutes of kind of like interview style. So I do want to do some kind of hosting, correspondence work oh, that's slash cool. right. So, but you know, kind of combined it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's, it's i don't know if you ever watch what's that show with the dude when he takes the internet like Tosh Point kind of vibe uh, in a sense where yeah, like I get you. You know what I mean? It's half interview and then half kind of like even though his is other people's comedy, but yeah, it's still
0: yeah.
1: a sketch because he'll do a, a parody off of somebody else's yeah. comedy something similar to that like where it's like half comedy and then half a little bit of a hosting segment
0: yeah so, yeah yeah i just yeah, considered cool.
1: both, yeah you feel me but i consider all of that a variety show so just kind of a, a little yeah. bit of ensemble you know I mean? the, the first thing that way.
0: came into my mind when you said that was like snl or like dave chappelle his stuff was very like skits and he would talk a little bit and then he introduces skit so i kind of see how you're yeah. you're marrying all these things kind of together
1: yeah, yeah. It just yeah. like a Daisy Tell or SNL like yeah. that whole thing. I want something on that scale.
0: So you feel comfortable doing improv.
1: Yeah, that's how believe it or not, the crazy thing is improv is my within comedy, I place yeah. myself in the improv umbrella. So I put that yeah. as my specialty.
0: Oh god, improv is so scary to me. I read the improv once. And I was like, Oh my god. Really? This is I love
1: it. You know, it's Jeez. all in different. Places. So I just feel like I was a little more advanced in that area naturally. Yeah. So more, but since
0: you were always kind of performing as a kid doing your little shows for your mom you was like oh i could do this i could do shit off the top and
1: you nah. so it's, it's also like all right even like if you just go to raw pure acting cuz mm-hmm. i did act too. That's fun for me as well. The mm-hmm. difference, is, what I noticed too, because I feel like improv is my specialty, I naturally mm-hmm. kind of run off the script. Because in my head, once I get an yeah. idea of the character, it's like I'm making up my own thing as I go. So for yeah. me, it was more of a struggle to stay on the script and remember it.
0: Uh,
1: I, mean, I get it. off the top of my head as like mm-hmm. what this character do. So I'm like, okay, I'm definitely naturally enabled to the improv side you know what I mean? yeah
0: i got you i got you absolutely because i i feel that way too whenever i would take classes and they give me a script i'm like but i don't i wouldn't say this though if this was me <laughs> so it's hard yeah. to like really commit to it and you're like i don't really feel what this you know i don't feel the script so i i can yeah. i can see that i can definitely see that some people would prefer to be more fluid and improv yeah. allows you to be more fluid in that way yeah, so yeah, yeah. I want to kind of get into a little bit of a conversation of mental health and mental health is a big conversation within the creative community because there's so like a lot of people create magic through their pains and through their issues that they're dealing with, like with mental health. Everyone knows Adele wrote the best album of her life because she went through a terrible breakup and that's how she managed to write that incredible album. Okay. Kanye dropped the uh, I Am Bipolar album where he was like him embracing the fact that yeah. sometimes he's, he has little episodes. And so um, what is your experience with with mental health? It doesn't necessarily have to be like in the arts, but just mental health just in general.
1: Um, My personal experience, I would say me personally, I've definitely gone through like little depressive states. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like I guess I've had my moments with it. Um, I actually feel like that's natural. I just feel like it's unnatural not to practice mental hygiene of any sort. But Mm -hmm. I do feel like it's, nowadays especially like people of color they don't usually mm-hmm. they're not taught or they normally just don't practice like mental hygiene so mm-hmm. i actually look at it the other way i'm like no mental hygiene is natural mm-hmm. but because i'm so into the spirit and so into like the zen stuff that mm-hmm. comes with mental health as well like because that's all yeah. kind of internal stuff so i feel like i now practice like a lot of mental health habits mm-hmm. but i like, just growing like up what a-
0: like what like what put us on what you do what's this mental hygiene what, what that you I- do
1: honestly i met i make sure i meditate every day and i okay. feel like that's a big mental health thing and i also mm-hmm. feel like I, at nighttime i try not to meditate at night because it's weird for me meditation at night is also like sleep so it's mm-hmm. kind of molds into <laughs> one yeah. so i try to do it in the daytime but at night mm-hmm. when i want to get into my zone and get into my thing i actually like journal a lot like i do a lot mm-hmm. of that it's also mm-hmm. like a mental health i'm very health. big
0: on that i hear that i hear that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's spiritual and mental to me. It's both because you're Mm kind of letting your soul speak to yourself. And then you're also like letting your mind have like some kind of outlet. So I, I look at that. All of those things to me are also like mental health hygiene as well as like spiritual hygiene
0: yeah i see how those those two things can be one and like one and one in a way but when you say that you meditate because i think a lot of people have a love-hate relationship when they hear meditation they're like (laughs) what like you expect me to sit here and just be quiet like was this something that was like like you had it took you a while to get to a point now where you can just meditate and it's rewarding to you or was it like a love-hate relationship with it also
1: Maybe not a love-hate, but it took me a while to get to the point I'm at. I mean, meditation, to me, I look at it now as, like, an ever-evolving. Like, I probably won't meditate the way I do now next year. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, I've seen how yeah. myself evolved from, like, years ago and how yeah. every year just evolving. You been so, meditating
0: for years now?
1: Yeah, for, like, years now. That's a problem. I can't not meditate. You know how people wake up need a cup of coffee? I'm like, I, <laughs> I, gotta get, I got to get, get, get a little quick prayer even if it's just I need a little quick moment with my spirit like I want to feel in tune so Mm
0: -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. dang
0: Dang. I didn't know you were doing it for years that's because when I realized it it does take years people think like meditating is gonna be like if I do it this week I'm gonna be good next week like it's a practice that takes years for you to really comfortable with it and not only that to really get the the signs that you're looking for the messages or for you to receive the synchrony just everything you'll hear it more because in the beginning there's a lot of chatter happening you're yeah, talking that, a lot that, that, You're like what, what are you doing this for This is weird The floor yeah. is cold Why are you sitting this way Like This person doesn't like you Like how do you feel about that You just your, your mind is just running About mad All madness. those
1: anxieties yeah. Yes <laughs> They
0: come and attack you That's like They're like Ooh she's chilling right now This is perfect Let <laughs> me attack her So it's yeah. just like it, it really does take years for you to become comfortable with it. Where you're, because I think what really what it is is that you just let these thoughts kind of just pass by you now. Like pass. you kind of just yeah. sit back yeah. now, and you're like, oh, okay, this is what, this is what y'all doing? This is what y'all talking about today?
1: Like yeah. that's really
0: what it that's that's what it gets exactly. to after years of practice.
1: We on the same. Yeah, that's
0: what it is. That's really what it is. And that, like, a lot of people don't want, and especially when I speak for our community, they don't want to try it because they're just like, this is stupid. Like, you yeah. want me to sit by myself and, like, nothing's happening. Like, they think it's like this yeah. magic thing that's, like, magically out of nowhere, nah, we're going to start manifesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Not like that. It's not instant gratification. It's definitely not yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Stop so popping in the age of IG. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what I'm saying? IG definitely will do that to you. IG will want shit like just like this, for shit to be like so that. fast. Exactly. So you say your your um relationship with mental health is like it's ongoing. It never ends. The relationship is forever. I don't think people realize it. Like it's not gonna go away or mental health issues, the things that pop up are depressive moments. Like you said, that like you have these moments that you just kind of feel down. Um, That's very normal in the process. What do you say now for the people going, like through the circumstance that we're going through now, what do you say for the people who are feeling very depressed, low, feeling like, you know, you see all these things in the news that are happening for your community and yourself included. And you're like, what do I do? Like, what can I do? How do I feel during these times? Like, what do you say to those people?
1: Um, specifically depressed about the stuff that's going on right now.
0: Yeah, not not the quarantine, not not Corona. I'm saying the yeah. the, the racial injustices that are that are yeah that are Black Lives Matter was clearly up front and in the face of all of us right now. Like, what do you say to those people who are feeling like down about it? Because I feel bad for the for for the minority community, especially of course, yeah. um, black Black Americans, because they have to deal with this constant. Reminder that they are not treated as equal and it's okay. It's it's the saddest part is that because it's also (laughs) taught that it's okay that you're not being treated equal. It's being normalized that way. So what do you say to these people who have to go through these cycles of their mind where it's like, yo, this is wrong and I know it's wrong, but they're also telling me to deal with it. You know what I mean?
1: I would say seek community, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think when you can sit in a circle with people, even if it's just your friends, it don't even have to be, like, an orchestrated organization, like, something. It could just be you with this group of friends that could just spit and be like, yo, you know what? Mm -hmm. This is how I feel about this. How do you feel about it? Like, having Mm -hmm. that outlet and having somebody receive it and give you feedback, Mm -hmm. and then even if y'all can get together and maybe even decide to do something personal and make Mm -hmm. a change, I think that already is giving you mental, like, I guess to me, mental health, a lot of it is just how do you feel, like, your outlet and um, your belonging. So if you can kind of seek your belonging and find an outlet, that knocks off, like, 90% of it. I mean, I know there's a whole, like, chemical imbalance part of it, but I think Mm -hmm. most of it is emotional, and a lot of it is just belonging and uh, outlet, like, make no difference
0: that you made me think on that you really did because you realize that like your tribe is so important the people you keep around you is so important and of course like you said chemical reactions of course is a part of it there can be things that are hereditary that are just within your family so you just kind of carry that with you but then it is interesting though when it's like when you have this tribe of people how rewarding it can feel when you do when you can talk to them about it and then a lot of people exactly and some people you know they don't have that tribe. You know what I mean? Like they don't have yeah. people who are enlightened enough to want to even talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it. sometimes people also downplay therapy. It's like, nah, don't go to therapy. But it's like, I have such a weird relationship with therapy too because I'm just like, sometimes you don't see yourself represented even in the therapy field. Oh like yeah, when most I, Yeah. <laughs> when I went to go see a therapist, I was like, damn, is there anybody of color here that I could talk to? So, you know, we can, you know, get each other in this way. And it's just, like, I got to talk to you know a white person it's like you can do it but it's like it's like just old, different. white yeah
1: it ain't the same yes
0: she was old and white
1: <laughs> old white they ain't even young like you can't even yeah. get nobody. you know yeah, yeah that makes a difference
0: too so it does true. so it's it's i feel i do feel very bad because this time is very hard and and people i feel like are seeking outlet in the wrong and like in the wrong places because they just don't really know what to do or who to speak to because yeah. i feel like people are spending more time on instagram than getting together and just talking amongst each other like yo how do we feel about this you know I'm saying Instagram can be very toxic too I had to take a break Mm -hmm. from it too because during these times you see so many things you're constantly pumped the same narrative like black lives don't do not matter and it's okay like that's all you keep seeing on here it's like yo, I can't be on these social medias where people will legit post a video of someone getting shot dead and this is being polarized as like yeah this is normal like Back in the day, that, like, that's a public execution. Like You would not show people those images. Now they're really just trying to get us to think this shit is normal. So when they do it, how they do it, we're like, oh, it's just another person. It's like, that is a whole person with a family. Like, how are we so disconnected to the magnitude of this problem? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so crazy. So it's just, I always, I always feel bad for the people who have to constantly see this. And we directly identify with the fact that that could have been my family member. That could have been, so. That, that why, why would it not be me? I'm not a special case. Like, I think a lot exactly. of Instagram makes people feel too like we're so special. Like nothing's gonna ever happen to you. You know, your life is what you show online. Like anybody can get touched. You saw with Corona, anybody can get touched with Corona. Like- <laughs> It doesn't matter and who you are. The crazy
1: part is, you know, and you know what the crazy part is? Like all the people and all the footage that we have now, that's mm-hmm. just the ones we get footage of. Yeah. What about the ones we get footage of? Mm-hmm. You mean, that's probably the whole, we got the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. So we got probably 2% of the gap, yeah. which is probably 20 times as much what we see. So that's the yeah. crazy part, too. You know? That's the
0: hardest part, to, I think, for me. To, the the hardest pill to swallow is to think of how many people we didn't see. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people we did that just slipped through the cracks. And it's like it is what it is. You know, it must have been so many that that's why that shit is so like um, normal exactly. now. They built an entire system to 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 protect these cops. And and why? You know, you must have been doing this shit for for so long well, that you was able to sit back here and be like, let's make sure we you know make sure everything is good. Like. Why I put it
1: like this, not to interrupt you, but in my head, if you're going to catch a body on camera, that ain't your fault. How many times you did that before? Yes. Do it on if that's just your reaction or reflex on camera. Mm-hmm. I can imagine you said the things you've seen and the things you've yeah. done. I
0: mean, and I think I've heard I heard people talking about how the as a cop in the neighborhood he wasn't like in the reference to the George Floyd case that cop they 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 didn't like him in the community. Like when he came around, it was like oh god, he's coming around because it's like uh-uh. he was that difficult cop who just had to exercise his power with you. So I was just like, damn, imagine how many times he made someone have a fucking bad day just because he's a cop. Because he he probably didn't kill nobody else, so I'm sure that he was probably making everyone's life, you know, very uncomfortable, feeling like he could. But in reference to you, like, when did you come to that realization that your color played a part in what your experience would be like in America?
1: I feel like I pretty much always realized it from a kid because I did go to a predominantly white school system. Mm -hmm. So I recognized that. It was
0: very obvious.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I saw that at a young age and I knew, like, I'm different and my whole life is going to be different. I mean, real quick, not to take up too much crazy time, and I'll, like, yeah. wrap it up. But um, yeah. I, one specific information, uh, I guess, lesson in my life that hits me when I think about that type of question mm-hmm. is when I was eight years old. I remember I liked a little white girl in my class. Yeah. Valentine's Day, rolled around, made the little heart card, everything, passed it to her. Make a long story short, I still remember the day when she was like, oh, I want to like you, but you're too dark. And she was like, "My mom says I can't be with nobody darker than a paper bag." So yeah, she literally, and back then when I was young, I was lighter. I know it sounds funny, but I think <laughs> lighter when you're younger. So I'm yeah, brown, now, yeah. but I feel like I was a light brown. It's so weird. I'm like, I definitely got darker as I got older. But yeah. them, when I was eight, she held like the paper bag kind of up to me, and she was like, you just a little too dark. Like you just missed the the, the mark." And I remember going home, and like that night, I was like, yo, and I'm really trying to like, what can I do to lighten my skin? And I'm just eight years old. And then so the next day, I don't, I woke up, I just realized, like, yo, I'm like different, and this is it. You know what I mean?
0: oh my god and this is it geez like like as if your life is done because especially because <laughs> you're eight years old something something like that can feel like the end of the world like the girl i like don't like because of my skin like and that's yeah. what's so sad and scary because you got kids who are growing up who are having these experiences and then are molding their perspective as they grow older you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's so sad to hear that, like, because it breaks. I just think about kids. Like, if if, if my eight year old came to me and told me that someone put a paper back to their head and said they didn't make the they didn't they didn't make the cut, it's just like, <laughs> bitch, what out of it? In that, yeah. I, I could just imagine yeah. the rage in so many perspectives for everyone. All the shit that we have to deal with from different perspectives. It's just like, when do we catch a break? Is what this feels like. You know what I mean? So it's just so so heartbreaking to hear that like you your whole life of course because you went to a school where it was everyone was white and and probably the percentage of people of color was like five percent if that because i know what i know how that shit is it's usually like a few of you guys there and then hopefully you guys are friends because sometimes y'all don't even decide to be friends sometimes
1: you don't even rock yeah you don't even rock with the uh, other they be trying to rock with the other so you like yo we can't even form a. we can't even be friends
0: we can't even form a bond like we can't even become unified in that way so one thing i do hope that comes out of this time and what's happening right now is that people do actually really become unified i feel like you see those back in the day how you guys were like really like yo come on like let's unify i think during these times i think people really are putting ego and bullshit aside and being like i don't care what it is if this is like a black owned business i'm i'm with it i don't care what it is i don't care if 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 it's if it's a black owned whatever i'm gonna be giving my money towards that like i think people are now realizing to put that Cause it's it's sad because I feel like beforehand people didn't trust black owned businesses because it's something about the fact that it it's like doesn't have this credibility like a Target yeah, has you yeah. know what I mean like a corporation yeah. you'd be like yo what you know why would I give them my dollar like what if they might cheat me like people don't trust their own people for their but, resources you rather go to Target because you know Target Target is is widespread so it's just like you trust Target but you won't trust you know a mom and pop black owned business. In your sure. local area It's just so yeah. crazy It's so crazy Because people it, it really is about A trust thing But I think that now People are putting That shit aside It's not its not just trust. Yeah. it's Ego too yeah. I think ego But it's not It's not our fault Like it's a system Of years of separating us For different reasons You know what Definitely. I mean You have some slaves In the house Some outside The light skin The dark skin You know You just You continue to just Divide us And micro divide us And micro divide us That we don't even know If we can't trust Each other anymore
1: yeah Clearly, I nowadays
0: think, people are like, I don't, I don't got time for. We just situation. now we
1: want some. <laughs> everybody, everybody everybody's just
0: like, I don't care what it is, because yeah, if nah. you see these protests, you see these protests, you see that it's not just, it's not just Black Americans out there. It is nah, so nah. many people out there who are like, I'm not with this. I even see white people out there. I see a lot
1: of Asian and white people too. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot of everybody.
0: So how do you feel about all that's happening now with these protests? Like, what do you say about, like, how people are focusing more on the looting and the rioting? Like, what do you... How do you feel about all that stuff now?
1: Um, This is a crazy thing. I love all the protests. I love, of course, saying your piece. Of course, that goes along with my whole Zen theme. Uh, The looting stuff, when it gets more violent, the weird thing is I'm kind of with it as long as it's a big name store. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) People say they like yo, I thought you was all Zen and make pete and I'm like, I am, but you know what? People don't respond to that. At the end of the day, I'm mm-hmm. like that on the side, but I'm also I gotta speak your language. If we're gonna have a work relationship and we're gonna have a society we I gotta speak your lingo, you respond to all of those crazy mm-hmm. acts. Mm-hmm. As long as it's a big brand, as long as it's like insurance or pharmaceutical or something like a big company. Yeah. Never, I don't agree with the whole burn up a mom and pop. To me, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's, that's like, wrong. to me. That's on the same level. That's us. Like, how are you mm-hmm. gonna be born up, burn up like an independent or a mom and pop? That's wild to me. But mm-hmm. I get like a Target or a CV. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. It's at the end of the day, anyway. Like yeah. you think they never going under? Those are part of the one percent. So
0: and they over here like, bitch, do it because I'll use my insurance money to get get my money back. They're chilling.
1: They, they want it. They it to collect, so yeah. to me that actually doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. I mean, of course that creates a dangerous situation. So, but mm-hmm. I, you know what? I also feel like everybody got their place in society. If that's your realm and that's your lane, do your lane. Yeah. I'm not necessarily that type of dude to be running around and like throwing bombs into buildings. So that's not really. My <laughs> line, that yeah, I hope
0: you're know you know not I mean?
1: running around throwing bombs into buildings. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like, like that ain't my lane, yeah. but everybody got their lane. So if that's yeah, your lane. Yeah. Do your lane. If it's not, then not. You need some made to peace protest, some people are made to, to cause a scene. So it's just mm-hmm. it is what it is, like.
0: It's just interesting you know I mean? because so, when you when you watch these things you see that there are a few people who are going in here and doing things, like some like undercover cops that are actually the ones who are starting things, breaking uh, yeah. you know, putting uh, bricks down in the in the neighborhood so people throw them. So it's just like, yeah. you don't even know what's 100% anyway, you know, like the news might be telling us, oh, all this looting, but it's like, is it even, you know, is it even us? Is it
1: even, yep, yeah, true.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, I have seen some things. I don't know if you saw how Manhattan, like 5th Ave, they, they tore up yeah. the Yeah, they tore it out. They
1: tore it out. They
0: really tore it up. But I mean, I think it takes away from the, the whole movement as a whole like we're not focusing on the right thing when we talk about the the looting and all that stuff so I think the most important thing is to focus on but then you think about um Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and they were kind of both different when it was like Martin Luther King is more peaceful like you know let's make and then Malcolm X is like no like whatever means necessary we will do what we have to do so it's like I think we're seeing both those spectrums now like you're seeing peaceful and you seeing people's like I've had it I don't give a fuck
1: yeah 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 so no. tell me
0: something you would like to see that would come out of this this um essentially just this black lives matter movement
1: yeah I feel you you know what all right I, I got two answers for that one answer I guess I consider in my head the realistic answer that I think it could very well happen which is I think the defunding the police thing I think that can mm-hmm. come out of this like we need to to me in my head I agree with that we need to like Reallocate like who gonna do what you know what I mean like the yeah. police aren't workers they don't gotta do everything so I'm yeah. with that whole movement of defunding so that's kind of mm-hmm. the realistic thing I expect out of this uh, yeah. secondly what I expect that I feel is a little more far-fetched and the fight would take a little bit longer is yeah. um I would like to see reparations acts start to come into fruition can we, <laughs> can we, let's, let's can we can, we, can let's, we t- Can we say it. that louder
0: for the back row? Like, uh, they don't, yeah, they, the last thing, wish. the last yeah. thing they want is for that to happen. Jeez. They, Cause if you, if yeah. you really, if we talk about it, like native americans because of everything they did to, to them they don't have to pay taxes they give them like here's your little bit you know for everything you had to go through and i'm From like Where you? your
1: whole society and culture <laughs> right
0: you know but you know here's yeah. a little no taxes you know and yeah, i'm just yeah. like what is our little bit like what are what are it's people hard. of color what it's are hard. we getting
1: yeah exactly yeah. so I'll, start to move into fruition because for a long time they said we can't do it. How are we gonna die? How are you gonna even identify someone as black? Let's not do the particulars now. Let's just start the the, the motion. Let's get it yeah. in motion. You know I mean? yeah. Like you said, there's other groups that have something installed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's let's get it popping. Let's get that rolling a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just like how the hell this whole country was built on the backs of slaves who were yep. Africans who were taken from their home and brought here. The whole shit just fucks me up. Every time I hear that whole shit, the whole thing. The whole I'm thing. just like, yo, how dare you? When Africans actually became in contact with these cavemen esque people from Europe, they actually educated them, clothed yeah, that, them, taught them, you know, math, taught them all these things. These These motherfuckers took it back and said, listen, they got mad shit over there. We got to take all that shit. And then they, that's what you do for, yeah, they bit the hand that fed them. I'm like, how dare you? This is just, like, so crazy. And then what you do is you flip the whole narrative and then you try to make them seem like they're they're this low class of a a human being. I I remember there was even a point where they were trying to figure out if if African people even had souls. And they were doing this whole test to see if we had, like, souls. I'm like... How how you do a soul test? How you you do a soul test?
1: (laughs) We got all the soul... There ain't a drop of music that's not influenced by Africa. There's not a drop of music at all that exists on any radio station that don't got African music we got the soul any dance yeah. any has african yeah. if that's yeah. the soul so how do you yeah. test the soul?
0: yeah and that's, that's what wild. i want to say and they went through and they went through their their religious like um uh figures like christianity try to try to try to have them figure out do they have souls how are you going to use christianity to try to figure out they have souls like, how do you know if they were even practicing Christianity? That is a that is a European religion. Yeah. Like, yeah. how the fuck... Where you come from with that? How you gonna use that scale to measure... I was just like, yo, this is so crazy when you see the systematic oppression that has been put into yeah. place for 400 plus years and that... Today, you see people who do not want to recognize that I speak mostly to the white bigots to the people who don't want to see that this you have been you have been conditioned to think this way you never were born into this world thinking this way, and you don't want to change your form of thinking.
1: We dominate all media sources. Like I said, music, dance, television, sports, entertainment. So we are in control and we're starting to, you know, advantage that. Like we have the power. We have the influence. Everybody mm-hmm. wanna be an influencer now. We are the influencers. Mm-hmm. So eventually we're gonna start taking control of that. So it's not mm-hmm. gonna be this hierarchy anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time. And and now, yeah, the shit hit the fan and it's all blown Mm -hmm. up in our faces, but Mm -hmm. we're slowly but surely moving in that direction of equality. So they just Mm -hmm. gotta be prepared to get mad. Be prepared to be depressed, be prepared to be angry. You know what I mean to all the biggest out there that want to continue, because as you mm-hmm. can see, like y'all gonna lose, like. Yeah. And I see why you biggest. I see why you mad, because you mm-hmm. see the talent, you see the spirit, you see the the, the black magic, you see it. Mm-hmm. So no mm-hmm. wonder you jealous. I would be me. I'd be mad too if I wasn't. me. If I wasn't a black man, I would be yeah. mad. Too. So I'm almost can relate in a little bit in a what in a yeah. weird ironic right way. I could almost quit. so. Yeah. Be prepared to be angry. That's all I gotta say.
0: I definitely agree, too, because I think well, the the biggest reason why white people are mad right now is because they're coming to terms with the fact that they're mediocre as fuck, and they really honestly aren't as great as they thought they were. It's like, uh, sorry, you're really fucking mediocre. Like, And I think they're so upset. They're like, how the hell are these people bypassing us? How are they you know, thinking that they're going to come into our work environments and try to put in these new hip things? And like, what the fuck is that? And it's just like, well, like you said, be ready to be depressed, because you can't stop you can't stop what it is you know it it literally is like you feel this energy it's just it, it is not gonna we can't go backwards anymore it's just not gonna happen so i'm just like you right y'all better be ready to be depressed hopefully Yo. your, your your insurance is are good to get some therapy because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all about to be upset so let's wrap up let me you know ask you the question i always ask all my guests to end i wrap up I ask you a question it would have three answers from you What are three differences you recognize about yourself after you embrace your passion for creative expression?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, three differences. Yeah.
0: He's like three bitch. I got 20.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got to sum it all down to three.
0: Um,
1: let me think. Wow. That's a hard question. I would say one is really how many people believe in me? Like I would say after I embraced this, like that felt like it was a lot of people like, yo bro, I see you, like you good, keep pushing. So I was, Mm -hmm. that kind of shocked me a little bit. So I don't know if that's what that applies to the question. A second answer that I would say is um, how hard I'm willing to work for it because I was so used to the system, like I said before, just working jobs and stuff. I didn't know I'd be able to be able to grind day and night. So that kind of shocked me. Oh, if I put my mind to it, I could really grind it out for years without sleeping. Like, we're both mm-hmm. like more into the system of nine to five thinking like you just work a few hours do this do that. so that kind of surprised myself too as well mm-hmm. um a third thing i realized about myself after embracing all of this um how little money it probably takes to really make yourself pop like i would have thought before it took like half a million dollars to make yourself like pop and now yeah. i think that it really just takes a lot of determination and not as much money as i thought
0: yeah because i think you realize that there's like a there's like a currency with with what you actually put into it like there's actually money in, in a way in a spiritual way kind of being acquired for you when you actually put in the work so it's exactly, like it gets it exactly. gets right it comes right back to you because you're it's putting you know you know what i mean i definitely get that i noticed that too it's like just continue to do it even if you're not seeing the fruits uh, of your labor it comes right back to you and in a way you were like oh shit I didn't even expect to get booked for this I didn't expect to get this so I definitely feel that 100% and when you are a creative person it is hard to kind of be okay with that process that third one is a very hard one for the creative people to just be okay with the waiting you know like to yeah. not see that money because you you as a creative person you know you don't make bank everyone knows that it's not a secret yeah. <laughs> it doesn't start off that way you don't make all this buku money from the beginning it takes time for you to get you know to that to that point so i definitely feel that all those answers i completely identify with myself i'm sure everyone listening who is a creative person will be like damn i definitely feel that too because it's hard out here for us. It really is. Especially if you are a creator of color. You know, like I said, when you're... And luckily now we're seeing so much more representation of us. So I feel like this is the time for us. I think this is the best time for yeah. us right now to, to hop into it and be super serious. So I'm assuming we're going to see a lot more on Always Funky Styles. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be seeing more comedy, more skits.
1: <laughs> I'm definitely
0: excited. Well,
1: I I produce now. I can produce way more content now so. yeah you
0: got time you better not procrastinate on it and hopefully you charge your phone so you can record it
1: so <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely
0: but again thank you so much for joining me today it was a pleasure just talking to you just you know in an individual way outside of the thank podcast you. thank you so much for just sharing this time with me and yeah check him out Always Funky Styles y'all I want to kindly thank you for listening to today's episode i hope you walked away feeling more enlightened more inspired and more connected to your soul it is my goal with all my episodes to provide you with some essential vitamins to amplify your life i would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review and share with anyone who can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast